When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. X don't give it to you. Fuck wait for you to get it on your own. X go deliver to you. Knock, knock, open up the door and spill. With the non-stop pop up and stainless steel. Go hard getting busy with it. But I got such a good heart that I make a motherfucker wonder if you did. Damn right, and I do it again. Cause I am like so I got to win. Break bread with the enemy. No matter how many cats I break bread with, I'll break who you sending me. You motherfuckers never want nothing but your life saved. Bitch, and that's on a light day, I'm getting down. Your stare was holding red sheen, skin was showing. Bitch, please, if the only thing you can't steal was pay. Don't let it go. X gon' give it to you. He gon' give it to you. He gon' give it to you. He gon' give it to you. X gon' give it to you. He gon' give it to you. He gon' give it to you. X gon' give it to you. He gon' give it to you. He gon' give it to you. He gon
Welcome to an all-new week of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan. How are you baddies doing out there? Baddies are a little bit more confident, a little bit more willing to be free and willing to be themselves. That's right, folks. That was Chris Evans saying that baddies are basically the best. Uh, (laughs) My friend Marissa sent that to me and... uh, and, you know, uh, the, the the baddie term is growing. That's what we call ourselves, or at least we do over on our Patreon. And uh, I have a long, complicated history. It's not even that long or complicated. I just, I started off hating the name baddies because I was like, how silly is that that I would call a group of people baddies because it's so bad it's good. And then over the years, it's starting to really, truly grow on me. In fact, Medita Lopez made a Little Miss Baddie um, uh art piece uh over the weekend i gotta throw it back up on the instagram tomorrow because it was so good because uh, there's like this meme style going around with like little miss this little miss that and little miss baddie and it had <laughs> little miss bad <laughs> so bad it's good tote bag and stuff uh but anyways listen the the legend of the baddie is growing and if we can make the baddie into an actual good thing i mean that would take away some of the embarrassment for me you know because it'd be like ryan bailey leader of the baddies and if you don't know and you're just joining the show for the first time hi welcome it's gonna be okay you're gonna get used to this eventually we start with music uh but there are timestamps so you can skip right past that. On Mondays, we do a pop culture roundup. I'll talk a little bit up top, and then you can even use the timestamp if you want to skip right to Sophie Ross. The rest of the week, we do interviews or we do recaps, and that all kind of culminates to Friday when it's like a big jumbo, mega-sized, super-sized Beverly Hills recap because I just cannot talk underneath 30 minutes about Beverly Hills. There's just too much. I mean, Kathy Hilton doxed herself for God's sakes, this weekend. I mean, just randomly on Twitter, put up her phone number. In fact, I don't want to tease this uh, interview too much with Sophie today, but uh, we might have called Kathy Hilton. And uh, it's very, very exciting. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Yeah, if you like the show, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or both. It really does help. I really appreciate it. Uh, Like I had mentioned the Patreon earlier, we're doing a live Patreon this week. 
for Patreon subscribers, but we also, I recapped each and every one of the seven episodes of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Season 2, which ended on Thursday, and I'm so sad because it was so good. And we got to talk to Phaedra Parks last week on this show. How amazing is that? Also, if you want to see a video version of this podcast or elements of this podcast, please subscribe to our YouTube at So Bad It's Good. Uh, all this stuff really helps. We are we are trying to create a Bad News Bear version of a empire. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and also, the rumors are true. Tristan Thompson is aware of the "Stop Sleeping with Tristan Thompson" shirt. So I will. Uh, I'll let you more. I'll let you guys know more about that story with Sophie. Uh, how did everybody's weekend go? Did you, was it good? It feels like it went so quick. I got to. I got to see my best buddy Nick Wegner and his uh, his family this uh, this weekend. It's just so nice. Even even if it's in times of like where things aren't like always great, it's just good to be around people that you've grown up with, like you know that you've had like decades worth of friendship for. And I was really lucky to be able to spend some time with him and his family yesterday. So that was really refreshing. Unfortunately, uh, we we drank, and uh, so I'm not at my tip top best. Of course, you've heard I started last week. I started uh, with a trainer, and I got to go back tomorrow at one. And I'm just dreading it, you guys. I just, I'm, listen, I'm fully swole. I'm ripped. I've got like an eight pack now. It's only taken me two sessions, but I'm there. And I don't know if I, I don't know if he would accept that if I emailed him and said, hey, man, looks like I've got a, a six pack of abs right now. So I'm going to skip this one. And I know I can't, but then he makes me do things where it's like sweat comes out of my body. And it just, it's not, it's not, it's not good, folks. It's not good yet. And, uh, but I'm going to go and I'm going to do it because I care about my health, blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> we got a couple of news stories to hit before we, uh, by the way, that, that re that, um, mashup was Carly Rae Jepsen with the late, great DMX. And I love both of those musical artists and that's okay. That's what we kind of do here on this show is we mash up a lot of things. We might be talking about movies. We talk about a lot of different TV shows today. We talk a lot about reality shows. I might give you some suggestions or point you in the right direction. And I kind of expect that from you guys too. If you have uh, things that I should be watching or people I should be interviewing, go do that. I also want to tell you, thank you so much for the people that actually listen to uh, this week. Our sponsor is Rothy's the shoe company and they are awesome but um, it, it's always good when you guys like uh, go to the website I give you with my product name. You don't have to buy something, but go check it out. See that the click-through is there because that stuff really does help people like me. Because remember, I'm still building. I'm still growing. I'm like a nobody in so many ways. I mean, I'm a somebody now because of you guys, but it's still growing. And these things really mean so much to me because I want to do good for you guys, for any sponsor that represents this show and all that stuff. But uh, Carly Rae Jepsen, I just want to speak really quickly into this that song call me maybe is of course from her 2012 album kiss and i gotta tell you folks kiss is one of the best pop albums just of all time there's something about like pop music i would like kelly clarkson to me uh carly ray fits into there but there's like something so sweet about like that kind of pop music where everything just sounds good it's so almost inorganic in a way because you're like how is everything has like a really strong hook everything's hummable it makes you feel good um i was uh well into my <laughs> i mean i used to listen to that album i remember uh when i would do like you know i remember working out at like la fitness for a while i mean we're talking 
in 2012 and that would be the album i would be playing there's like a duet with justin bieber on there i think there's a duet with owl city remember those guys oh but i just thought it was such a flipping great album and carly ray jepsen has so many good albums ever since then but for me i mean call me maybe is a juggernaut of a pop song but for me that whole album totally hits and it still does like i can you know those albums where you just listen to front to back and they're always different for each one of us but there's those albums that you're like for some reason at this point in time i listen to this from front to back usually it's with your parents albums right when you're growing up or i don't even know like now as parents we have mp3s or but my parents actually had albums and then cassettes and then cds and i would remember like i told you i would listen to whatever my parents had on cd and that's how i fucking ended up listening to kenny g a lot of the times he did this like dying young soundtrack which was this kind of horrible movie with julia roberts and campbell scott directed by joel schumacher who also then went on to do he did lost boys he did um batman and robin but he also did this movie unfortunately it was about a, a cancer victim now that i'm talking out loud it, it's not that funny but kenny g did the soundtrack for dying young and i remember my dad got that for my mom for like mother's day or something and of course then that like made its way to my room because i just like any cd i wanted to learn and i <laughs> was such a fucking geek there was like a real play where i was like damn this thing rocks like kenny g yeah man he's got put some bass in that sax that's got that's balls deep yeah and uh she was a huge my she is a huge michael bolton fan and i don't know if i've told this story on the pod it might be year but so she loved michael bolton like with everything in her being like and it's so weird when your mom starts exhibiting childlike behavior over some kind of pop star or movie star, TV star, because you're used to that kind of behavior. Um, and then with Michael Bolton, you like I even sensed it was like it was first like I remember Richard Gere. My dad would always joke about how my mom had a crush on Richard Gere, but then Michael Bolton, like it kind of like really swept my mom's heart away. I felt like, and I remember in Arizona, he it was like the Time, Love, and Tenderness tour, which was like a big one of his albums. We're talking way back in the day. And for you guys that don't even know Michael Bolton, he was this man who's still around. I think he does like celebrity judging contests. And he had really long hair, long, beautiful flow. He was like Fabio with talent and less muscles. Um, and I, I get scared when I do any kind of like, do, do people still know who Fabio is? I get scared that like with like certain pop culture references, if we're listening, you know, if younger audience listen, like who the fuck is he talking about? What is he going to start talking about? George Burns? Anywho, he had really long flowing hair and he had like, you're going to be my soul provider. And it was always, you know, really like romantic ballady kind of songs. So my dad... Like, he was going to Desert Sky Pavilion, which was, like, the music venue in Arizona. I think they've changed names so many times since then. Outdoor concert. And, no, it wasn't. It was after the Time Love. It was, it was when Michael Bolton started becoming not popular. So, Time Love and Tenderness, he was, like, still huge. This might have been an album or two after that. Because I remember, so, my dad wouldn't go with my mom. So, I volunteered to go with my mom, you know? So we go to Desert Sky Pavilion and we only got lawn tickets. Like my mom will save a penny every, like any place. But we get there and nobody's really at the show. So like the employees at Desert Sky Pavilion, 
said, hey, come come on up to the seats. <laughs> you know, like they're like, please don't sit out there in the lawn. We want Michael to see that there's people here. So we got like, you know, decent seats all of a sudden. So my mom was like, look at us for the cost of lawn tickets. We are sitting in actual numbered seats. And Michael Bolton came out, you guys. And it was like watching your mom turn into a 13-year-old girl who's a fucking loser. <laughs> no, no, it was like, you know, and she was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. and then I think she was like, oh, I'm with my son. I should calm down. And I turned, I said, mom, rock out, man. Like, yes, yeah, scream, freak out. And that night she, she slept with Michael Bolton. No, <laughs> she threw her panties on stage. It was amazing. No, I had never seen my mom that happy and that joyous. And I got to tell you, that's, those are those moments, right? When you see your family members or people that you love in life kind of have a pure, unadulterated, joyful moment. And you've got to try to do everything in your power not to ruin it and just stay out of the way and let them have their moments and let them have their enjoyment. And you just sit there and and watch the spectacle but i just i will always remember that moment uh michael bolton also was the artist that um she would communicate with me like i remember we got into a fight my senior year of high school not you know but we were like fighting over like where like where i was gonna go to college and all of this stuff and i remember she had to take me like my car was in the shop for some reason and she had to take me to pick it up in the morning and we had not talked for like a day and me and my mom were really close. So, um, so I remember she turned on a specific Michael Bolton song and it was called like your, your, this, the, your piece of my heart or something. Let me, i sorry. Let me look it up right now. Um, because I realized that, oh my gosh, my mom is communicating with me through this Michael Bolton song. Like, and I was like, she, she, you know, we're, we're having a hard time talking to each other. So she is communicating with me through a Michael Bolton song. And I was like, this is, uh, um, oh, it's called soul of my soul from the 1995 album, the one thing. And uh, I'm looking at the picture right now. So it's called Soul of My Soul. And it's like a really sweet, beautiful song, which, by the way, I mean, now it's dark now because I'm not married any longer. But that's the song she chose. Um, that is the song she chose to. Uh, uh, it was our, our mother, mother's son dance at my wedding. But I just always I always think about that. And uh, I always think about all that. I, I don't know. why. How did we even get to this? Why did you guys pull this out of me? I didn't even plan on talking about this. Okay. But that, that's over. We're done with that now, okay? You guys eat. By the way, everything that I'm showing you is on myhandinyours.com. The My Hand In Yours tumblers. It keeps things hot and cold. and Hot and cold. Amazing. We have the My Hand In Yours license plate holder. Wow. We have a wind chime. Oh, wind chime. Of My Hand In Yours. Hey, Jamie, let me just say, that is the chicest wind chime yeah. I have ever. Thank you, darling. Jamie has found herself a new best friend in Dory. She's really going over the top with her love for these items. Then this dog leash. Stop it right now. And we put a my paw in yours dog tag and, on. And he manufactured I mean, this honestly. and designed it. A lavender um, candle. Okay. It's very chic. Folks, I have been thinking about that scene with Jamie Lee Curtis and Dorit Kemsley from Beverly Hills 
all weekend. I every time it gets funnier. Oh shit! It's chic. Ooh, that license plate. It it highlights my license. <laughs> chic. Yeah, I've never. That to me is just joyfulness. I like. And listen, I even think Dorit completely meant what she was saying. That she really truly thought. Those $2 wind chimes were very, very chic. I mean, it was my, that already, see, this is what, three people like, three doesn't need to have big, Scenes about like you know how the robbery affected her. Dorit needs to make more Buka to Beppo rooms and fucking like say chic to Jamie Lee Curtis's shitty little pro- products. You know, like that's all I need from her. I mean, that to me is legend status. I'll be talking about that. I'll make a meal out of that for the next couple of years. Like you know what I'm saying? Like Dorit, don't don't you don't need to work hard, man. You've got such an innate gift. Believe in yourself more. You've got what those other girls want to eat. You none of of those girls are nearly as chic as you. Like, now I want to bring on other celebrity guests for Dorit to get excited about. Like, she would flip, flip out of, like, imagine her on Dancing with the Stars, and it would be like, you know, Mr. Gary Coleman from Different Strokes. Oh, chic, chic, you know, just random celebrity. Anybody that was in the surreal, Mr. Corey Feldman. Ooh, chic. <laughs> so, Dorit, uh, once again, I know I, I talked about this on Friday and over the weekend on my Instagram, but I'm just so damn, so damn proud of you and excited. We needed this. We needed this. Well, she needed this. She's back on top, baby. Um, I got to tell you that I talk about this maybe once every six months or nine months. Who knows? But it got this got sent to me today, and I was like, no flipping way. But then what it did, it made me laugh at first, and then it just set my rage just so I just sky high. I was just mad all over again. And that's because on Amazon right now, you can buy a Titanic pool float, 48 uh, by 84. It's an inflatable double-sized two-person raft of the iconic floating movie door from the James Cameron film Titanic. Uh, The description says, Unique, fun swimming lounger. Could Rose really have saved Jack? Decide for yourself. And this is genius, you guys. It's like the same design that was on that huge fucking door that Kate Winslet hogged and let fucking Leonardo DiCaprio just die and perish. Like, never let go, Jack. You literally wouldn't let him like even try to share that fucking thing. She was splayed out like a... I, it real one of the worst scenes in movie history. A really good movie up until that point. And I hate to spoil Titanic for anybody, but there is a death at the end. Also, the Titanic, uh, the ship itself doesn't make it. So um, I, I hate if I'm the first one to tell you that. I'm so sorry. Uh, but yeah, this is on Amazon for like 29 bucks. And this has been this is this is the kind this is like Jamie Lee Curtis's technology of like a tumbler that can keep things hot or cold. This is like finally we have the technology to make a pool float that will answer the questions I've had all this long. Could two people fit on this? And then they have a bunch of um, you know pictures of people enjoying it. And guess what? There's two girls sunning themselves on it and having a blast. Um, and then they even have in the product description, you, all the different ways you can lay on this product. And then they show one, uh, they're playing cards on it, plenty of room. And that's to this day. And like James Cameron, the director should be ashamed of himself. He went and made those fake avatar people 
after this instead of like answering the true question. This guy should be up on criminal charges because this is like that fucking like and Kate Winslet, you know, supposedly a smart actor. Nobody said, hey, wouldn't I do everything in my power? If I love this guy so much, wouldn't there have at least been like 20 minutes of a scene like that? I would have even felt better if there's 20 minutes of trying of like. What if I just moved over a little here? And then we all came to the conclusion that it just wasn't going to work. But it wasn't like she even tried. He was like, no, no, no. And like, listen, he's a guy. Of course, he's going to say, no, no, no. You take the whole door. But that's he was waiting for her to be like, no, let's try. And she just didn't. She was like, oh, well. And then she went to sleep. She went to sleep. She fucking like starts sleeping on the door. The dude's in the water. She starts sleeping. And then, like, she wakes up. She's like, oh, it's cold up here. And then looks over, and it's like, literally, Jack's like, oh, he's, like, dead. And then he just floats into the water. This, I mean, this thing will get me mad. And it is 20 years after that. I mean, it's, how long has this movie been out for? Like, 25, like, something ridiculous. Like, some, it's been a long time, folks. And my anger is still just at the same level. And I know this is shared because I've talked, I had many conversations with people about this. And I feel like this is something we all bond about. This is complete. And the people, it's like the people, me and Sophie talk about, like, she ran into a, a fan of Diana Jenkins, like somebody that really likes her at a housewife. And that's to me, like, when I run into people that are like, no, Rose just, you know, Rose tried. You couldn't fit two people. I'm like, you don't even know. You didn't even try. And now with this inflatable pool raft and Amazon is like, we can finally, finally tell, we can finally know the truth. I should get this pool raft. Maybe this would be a good, like, YouTube video of me showing I could literally just showing how many lives I could actually save if I wasn't like if Kate wins are just so damn greedy, man. And it just goes to show you like some people are just bad for you. Like that Kate Winslet character, that Rose, she'd be great on 90 day fiance. Wouldn't she like, she's like, Oh man, which by the way, 90 day fiance tonight, like they're starting to actually get married. Like we're nearing the end of the season where they're starting to like get married and stuff. And you're like, how the fuck is this? And Mohammed was like, I give you a ring. And like, it was like last week, I thought we were all in agreement that they need to not be together anymore, including her. And then this week she's like, I've never felt so much love in my life. And I'm like, are you out of your mind? Like, honestly, this shit should not be on Sunday nights when you're like having to ramp up for a week. This should be literally in the middle of the week and get you angry for the remaining two days of the week. Also, I talk about this with Sophie, but I gotta tell you, I am so addicted to Love Island UK right now, you guys. I did, um, I did something bad. I bought a VPN. I explained this with Sophie, but it's real quick. What it, you know, it's like a, so VPN, I think is this thing where like you can browse, uh, international websites because what happens now, these computers are so damn smart that they know we're trying to access their TV shows over in the UK and it'll say, no, no, sorry, man, you're in America. You can't do this, but they'll say it in like nicer language on your computer. So with this VPN, it, it, it like, makes it look like your computer is like in the UK or some shit like that. Watch, they've just completely robbed my bank account. Blind. They're like, <laughs> I wake up tomorrow. I'm like, where did all, where did my $300 go that I had in here? Um, so I, I got a VPN because what it is, they're two weeks ahead on episodes. Now Love Island UK, they play an episode every day, you know, and Love Island US just started a couple days ago over on Peacock, but it's like, I'm watching Love Island UK, the original baby. I am, my tastes 
I'm like a foreign film lover, dude. Like I am, I, it makes me feel so damn smart watching this show, even though it's like the same idiotic, uh, hot people that we have over in America. They just have like different ways of speaking and, you know, in it, you go, it's fit. Yeah. Crack on, crack on. Yeah. 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 Grafting, go graft, go to graft on. Yep. Um, it was just a little Love Island taste, but you guys. So I got the VPN, so I started watching ahead. Like, I'm catching up to those two weeks, but then I've screwed myself for Hulu because if the VPN stops or it's just like a hideous game of cat and mouse right now because then I'm also afraid that I might get arrested. Uh, like, like what if I get arrested over in the UK for streaming illegally uh, downloaded episodes of Love Island UK? And the thing is, I just really love Love Island UK, and I feel like I should get a pass because I could get other people into it. Like, I talked to somebody on the Patreon the other day that I, she watches Rose watches Love Island now. She watches it because of me. So I feel like I should get a pass and I should just get the episodes. But also, what a stupid rule. Like, I get it. We America as a nation, we got to get the shit together. I mean, there's all like, there's tensions about a bunch of like actual things, but then even the small things we're starting to not do well. Like, how do we let the UK have two weeks of episodes ahead of when we get to see it? We're America, baby. Come on. And I know all my Australian listeners and all my listeners are like, I, I do have listeners overseas and hello to my overseas listeners. This is a half joke, but I am just livid that we don't get it for two weeks. Like that to me is something easily correctable. Like it's almost like they're sti- they're almost like F you. You think you have good reality shows? Well, F you. We have one of the best and we're not going to let you see it until two weeks after it airs. You guys understand my rage? If you find something that you love, and usually this would be talking about actual people in your life, if you're lucky enough to fall in love, uh, you know, you want to spend as much time as quickly as you can with those people. I'm unfortunately just not talking about a person. I'm talking about a show that I've fallen in love with. And the love is run so strong and deep right now. And it's so great because you do spend so much time with these people that you go from like hating the show the first week to starting to get it. And then like by the third week, you're like fully invested and you're starting to like uh, going like, Oh my God, I hope, I hope Ekansu gets her shit together, you know? And that's the thing, you guys, they went to Casa Amor and they came back and I, t- I'm just, they, they're doing a recoupling and all this stuff doesn't even make sense to you. I'm sure. But Ekansu is with this guy Davide, but then she goes over to Casa Amor and she's like supposed to be playing like, you know, like showing how loyal she is to Davide and because Davide doesn't trust her for good reason. Um, but then she goes into this house and then you guys, she kind of gets finger blasted by this dude in like, like, cause they have night vision cameras like they do in summer house. And she's like, it's too, I think that's what they did. Cause she was like, it's too hot in here. We got to stop. It's too hot. And she was like kind of fanning out the blanket. And then she asked him not to tell anybody, but we have it on camera and they're back in the house now. And Davide kissed a girl while she was gone, but only kissed no finger blasting. And then, um, Ekin Sue is out all over going like, I was, I was faithful to you. I'm like, no, you weren't. You didn't kiss, but you touched genitals. That, to me, is more intense than kissing, you know? And then she gave Davide a hard time for doing the kissing. And, it's, and Davide's like, I don't, uh, I'm Italian. I'm Davide. Hey, you know, Ekinsu, you're actor, you're actress. Like, he gets really fiery sometimes. Um, but I'm waiting for that footage to, like, like we've got to let Davide know that Ekansu wasn't an angel over there because she's doing this whole, like, pious, I waited for you bullshit. I, you know, I'm telling you, man, this got this has got me really 
in love with TV again. Uh, Love Island UK. Check it out. We talk about it later with Sophie too, but I'm telling you, I think you guys will legitimately love it. And I feel like, I think there's like 25 more episodes of the season left, which is already making me sad. Like we're only like a little over halfway through, but I'm already, like I'm a half, half glass, half empty guy. So I'm already like, oh man, it's over. And I'm already looking forward to next summer where we can all start watching it together. Cause here's the deal. I'm telling you, if we do this next summer together, I'm going to recap the whole fucking show. Like I'm going to do, I'm going to do, and it's going to start small, but by the end, we're all going to be into it. I'm telling you, I'm going to recap the whole damn season. Why did I, why was that so threatening? I'm so, so I don't even know what's wrong with me. Why was that so, so damn scary and threatening? <laughs> Um, okay, you guys, let's get into Miss Sophie Ross. This goes all over. We talk reality. We talk TV shows we're watching, uh, like the Nathan Felder's new one, The Bear. We talk Comic-Con, the new Black Panther, uh, a little Vanderpump Rules, Southern Charm, uh, Kylie Swim, uh, little Kardashians, but not too much. But this kind of goes all around, and it's just always just fun to talk to Sophie. Um, it's just so easy and it's kind of one of those things where i'm really happy that i get to start the week that way um so i hope you guys are too i hope you guys have the best week ever remember to check out our sponsor and uh, i will talk to you bright and early on tuesday for my interview with shep rose plus a southern charm solo recap of this past week's episode bye guys Welcome to a new new week, folks. This is so bad it's good with your pop culture roundup. Uh, I hope you guys are keeping cool out there like our Monday co-host is at all times. You might know her from the podcast, So True with Sophie Ross, or you might know her from the Substack that you get weekly updates, or you might super follow her on Twitter. Uh, a writer, a bon vivant, uh, a girlfriend, a daughter, so many things we could speak of her. Her name is Sophie Ross. Welcome back to the show, Sophie. Hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so you said it's really hot in New It's hot everywhere. Oh There's God, a heat it's, wave. It's suffocating. I think it was like 97 degrees today. And we were having a little bit of a day. I was just telling Ryan, I just got my wisdom teeth out on my right side at age 30. Yeah, that's like, what I said. Isn't, that a, isn't that a little old for getting your wisdom it is, out? Okay. It started like growing in and I was like, ow. And then I went to the oral surgeon for what I thought was just a consultation. And he was like, these gotta go. We These gotta operate gotta go. now. We gotta, we gotta operate now. He was like, now scalpel. <laughs> and then I was like in and out in 15 minutes. I was like, what just happened? Wait, they did that in 15 minutes? Literally 15 minutes. It was like, I, they most- put me under when I got mine out. He did the numbing thing. Like he did the huge needle in my um, gum. So it was numb, which was like the only painful part of it. And then I've just been kind of like recovering for the week. But yeah, I was super swollen all week, but I feel like it's like pretty much. No, it doesn't. It'd be crazy if he got your, took your kidneys out too. And you had no idea. He's like just selling organs. He's like, these gotta go. Even though he just numbed my gums. (laughs) Why am I hurting in my kidney area completely? (laughs) Um, you actually just did something that I, I wanted to do this weekend, which I didn't do yet, is go see the movie uh, Nope by uh, Jordan Peele. It's his third film, the director of Get Out and Us, and was, of course, part of Key and Peele. Can you give us a spoiler-free review? Because this thing looks awesome. It was so good. It was, like, really good. And I also, like, 
I really liked Get Out. I liked Us. I wasn't like obsessed with Us. I wanted but... to like Us more. Like I, I would, it yeah. was a good, it was fine. Like I remember going to see it in the theater. It was fine. But Get Out still I'll watch to this okay. day every like once every year, you know? Yeah, Us was fine. I have like no desire to ever watch it again, honestly. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, this was really good. And um yeah, it's funny because my boyfriend and I both had to pee the entire time. And, and you stayed. Us, you just we stayed. We were like, okay, we don't want to miss like a second. Like we were both so absorbed into the movie. Like it was just like so good. I like just I like your that. your adult diapers absorbed your urine while you sat there in the movie theater. What did you, I Lisa Rinna? You Lisa, like, you got depends on. I kept thinking, I was like, I would love if I were wearing a diaper right now. And if I were a guy, I would have just like stuck my dick in something just to like, <laughs> myself. But I can't do that as a woman. Oh, so, yeah. So, yeah, um, it was really good. Everyone should see it. It was like, yeah, like, you know. Was there, was there, I mean, I, I guess that would be a spoiler. Because, like, is it kind of like M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dang, the guy you like that did the old movie? Like like the, from the Twisted Mind. Twisted Mind. Of, was it, like, a big, like, twist? Was there, like, a big, ooh. I don't, I, I, I wouldn't, okay, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone, right, should okay. just, everyone should just see it. It was just, like, very good. It was very good. Daniel Kaluuya can ruin my life. He is so freaking hot. Like, he's so hot. Wait, what? I think he's an amazing actor, but I didn't think he was hot. Oh, he's so Did hot. Did you tell your boyfriend you think he's hot? Yeah, I did, because we were talking about, like, a future James Bond. And before the movie, I was like, I think Daniel Kaluuya actually would be a great James Bond. And he was like, eh, I don't know if he's, like, you know, the suave, like, whatever. And then after the movie, I was like, See? Dude, no, like, it's yeah. got to be Idris Elba has got to be the next James Bond. Idris Elba is like a tall, like he's like, he to me is a spy type. Daniel Kaluuya seems kind of like an everyman to no, me. No, you're underselling no? him. You're underselling I'm not, him. I'm saying he's an amazing actor, Sophie. One of the best actors you're in his generation. You're also a straight man. He yeah, is that's not true. like, yeah. That's so true, ladies. Straight as get, they come. You don't understand what like a manly man with a gravelly voice like does to us. <laughs> What are, you ta- what are you talking about? I can't even believe like, what you're talking about right he was now. like, I got mouths to feed. And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the way. And I'd go, I'd go, I got mouths to feed. Yaga, yaga. I got mouths to feed. I got mouths to feed. I know. I've been listening to too much Watch What Crappens. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Watch What Crappens, because I had done that Southern Charm recap, we had huge Southern Charm news this week and just to tease my interview with chef rose which will be on tuesday i've already done the interview but i did it on the same day that the news broke did you wait? him and taylor split up about it? we talked about, well i don't want to spoil i listen it, i i've had to and i had like big conversations with medita and sandra because i was like should i tease this interview because it literally the news broke like hours after we did the interview and if you go back and if you, when you guys listen to the interview, you will be able to tell like everything makes so much more sense now of how we were talking about things. And I would just be like, man, Taylor just can't get you to settle down. Huh? Like, but I was saying in a jokey way, not knowing that they had already split up and I tried to make it a positive interview, but there, you could just tell he was like bummed, you know, like there was just a, you think he was like upset about it. I think, 
I don't think maybe not upset, but just kind of that, like, I, I am who I am kind of a thing. And he really does seem to have that. Like, he's that guy that I just think potentially will be single for the rest of his life because he's he he can't get away from the thought of himself as a solo artist, I think, of like he wants to live life's adventures and nobody tell him what to do. And like part of me now, like I wish I could go, but I, I can't wait to talk to him again to just ask more questions about this because I also want to know how much like the pandemic played in them staying together as long as they did. Yeah, that's a good point. But it's like... I feel like he's that type of guy and like, no offense. Cause I know that you and Shep are probably like buddy, buddy now. After we're bro. We're do. We're, we're going to do mushrooms Whoa. together, dude. Like no offense, but I feel like he's just one of those guys that for so long, he kind of like just got whatever like woman he wanted. And like, as he gets older and as he gets more raggedy, it's like kind of like Thomas Ravenel. Like he'll notice, he'll be like, wait, I'm not like pulling like I used to. I wish I would have like settled down when I had the chance to really like lock down like a really great girl. But it's like he gets older and grosser as every season goes on. It's like, I told you, I've been re-watching Southern Charm from the beginning. And I'm like, yeah, I get why I thought Shep was like hot. It was kind of like Jax Taylor, like in the first season of Pump Rules, first season of Southern Charm. Like I thought both of them were really hot. And then as the show goes on, I'm like, ew. Like, ew. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, but I think that's the tendency of any of these shows when you watch males age, but also the way they think, not age. Like, their mind sometimes stays the same and like they still have the mind of a 20 year old, but uh-huh. their bodies start to age. And it's like they physically have to slow down. And that's why you see people like, especially on Southern Charm, like you said, you have Thomas Ravenel and like being idiots well into their 50s. And will continue to be idiots for the rest of their lives because they are celebrated as gods in their small town, you know? Isn't that a thing that, like, the age you become famous, you, like, stop maturing? Yes. Well, that, and we we had talked about that in terms of, I was like, those, you know, you, you've done eight seasons of this show, that first one or two seasons. He's like, that. I, I was like, that must have been some wild times with the boys partying in terms of going, being able to go pick any girl you wanted for a set, you know, because there were girls, I mean, not like the Beatles or something, but like girls throwing them. So I've seen it like around Vanderpump people, you know, like girls really do yeah. throw themselves at them. I mean, in Charleston, they became like local celebrities from what I've heard. And they were like, you know, getting drink spot for them at every bar. Like they became local celebrities in Charleston. I feel like if you don't watch Bravo, they could probably like walk down the street in a lot of other cities and like no one really cares unless you like watch Bravo. And you you get the sense too that he's kind of like, I think he likes doing this show obviously and all that stuff, but it's also, he even goes, yeah, like even my family now are like... Yeah, good luck with the your show you're doing. Like they kind of even, you know, like I feel like there's a little bit of a been there, done that kind of a thing. You know, I also was like thinking about it that the key to kind of like cashing in on your Bravo celebrity stardom because it's just not gonna last forever um, is like building a brand while you can. Yeah. Yes. While you have the platform and the resources, Craig has done it with sewing down south. Good for Craig. Um, even Austin, you could, you can say what you want about trap hop, but at least he like created this Shep in his Instagram. Bio. Come on. He went to a brewer that it was like, the I brewer was like, here, taste this. And, and, and Austin was like, Oh, that, that tastes good. That's my beer. I know. I know. I know. Exa- yes, I agree. But like, if you look at Shep's Instagram bio, <laughs> nothing, he has nothing to promote. No brand. It's like, he sells shirts. 
I guess he like doesn't need to because he actually out of the three of them is the one that actually is generational wealth. But like, still, it's like now is the time. You like the clock. Well, is do you say so? You say Craig is the one that's capitalized the most in the smartest way, even though that you don't particularly love him and Paige together. Oh my god, I cannot with Paige on Southern Charm. I baby, really, baby. I really can. I love our golf cart date. <laughs> Me too. I love our golf cart date too. I love this neighborhood. Like, shut up. Shut um, up. I mean, but but weirdly, I'll still like I I still enjoy watching Southern Charm every week. But the Taylor thing was dark because at the end of this week's episode, you guys, which I'll be doing the recap on Tuesday, along with the Shep interview, you know, they had the final scene where he was like arguing with Taylor on the phone. And it was like supposedly an off mic moment, even though he was mic'd. And she was, yeah, the hot mic moments. Um, And and, you know, it's just like, yeah, I don't think any of us are surprised that it's not going on any further than this. You know? Also, it's like... It's like Nick Vile and his like child bride. It's like the same kind of age difference <laughs> where I'm like, dude, oh, I got a DM from somebody, uh, I think yesterday is complimenting you, Sophie, on really not letting Nick Vile get away with it. And I, I was just like, what are we not letting him get away with? He can't but, keep getting away with this. Yeah. But he said like that. And I didn't even, I don't, you know, like we talk about it and I read things about Nick Vile and stuff like that. But in, uh, that him and his girlfriend get things removed from Reddit or something like, do you, have you heard of this? Okay. So basically what happened is that Natalie joy, that's his girlfriend, right? Natalie joy, his like child bride girlfriend. She's the one that's like, (laughs) um, she, I guess posted a TikTok and quickly deleted it. And people were like, apparently the people that saw it were like, she wrapped the N word in it. And so I said, yeah. So I tweeted, I was like, who, who saw this TikTok, whatever it, someone saved it. It That's what she was talking about. I didn't know she was okay. Now this makes more sense to me now the DM. Yeah. Yeah. So there was like a thread on the bachelor subreddit that was like, guys, apparently Natalie joy, like posted this, she was rapping the N word. And then she delete quickly deleted it. And people were like, oh my God, what the fuck? The mods, I guess, of the Bachelor subreddit, which I'm not like a frequenter of that subreddit really, but I guess the mods deleted it because it was just speculation at that point without like video proof, yeah. which I understand. So I wouldn't say that Nick Vile and his girlfriend are like pulling the strings of that subreddit because everyone talks shit about them on that subreddit. Like, I don't think it's like a pro okay. subreddit, but then someone okay. found the video It's like, I ended up retweeting it. So you can like look at my Twitter if you want to see it. It's people are debating whether she actually mouthed it. Like it's, it's debatable. It looks like she did at the very end. But like, again, you could argue that like she didn't. So a lot of people are like, eh, this is a reach. Some people are like already have their pitchforks out. And then there's another video that resurfaced where it looks like she's saying it, but it also could be argued that she's not. But either way, it's like, it's just like, the, if you watch it, it's the cringiest thing I've ever seen. Like, it's just, regardless of whether or not she said it. What rap like, song was it? Was there a secret message and why she was lip syncing that I song? totally, I totally forget which one it was, but it was some rap song that she was like rapping and she like pulls up her sweatshirt and she's like, ah, like gyrating. I was like, oh my God, you're so embarrassing. <laughs> 20, like, I mean, I, she's 21. I mean, I'm, I mean, I know you know. She's a child. She's a child. <laughs> Um, speaking of embarrassing or one of the brilliant 
minds of a reality show generation. Uh, we had Kathy Hilton return to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this week, where she ate $8,000 worth of caviar on a potato, a baked potato, a very amazing scene. But then yesterday, you guys, I was uh, sitting on my throne, the toilet, as I as I want to do. And I happened to be on Twitter at the right exact moment where I follow Kathy Hilton on Twitter. And I see this tweet that says, teacuptails.com forward slash puppies. Please call me about Mia at one three one zero, and then literally tweeted her phone number out. And I immediately was like, "Kathy, delete!" But I screenshotted it and then posted it for my own. But then I blacked out the number. Wait, and I saw someone actually Facetimed with her. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Fucking Yolanda Fister texted with her. Like, am I the only one that's like, no, you know, that's a bridge too far. Like, I think it's funny because even the scene this week with Kyle and Kathy was Kyle saying, Kathy, you don't even check your messages. You tweet out things that your personal information. And and here again, she just does it three days after the show. And it's supposedly her actual number. Is this a scam, though? Is this like a contact Kathy? And it's like there's operators in India like answering for Kathy no, just as like a I promo. Think, I think that she's actually that bad at technology. And we've seen we she always like she'll like comment. And she'll be like, oh, so like on an Instagram, she'll like say something like, yeah. you know, weird. She'll be like, I can't talk right now. I have a doctor's appointment like on someone's Instagram. She'll comment. She's like, just clearly doesn't know technology. So I totally believe that she like tweeted out her real number. And I saw someone actually FaceTimed with her, which is like (laughs) ironic because like Kyle Richards can't even get in touch with her. I know, but I just, I mean, do you agree though? We should like, I, like, I I don't think I would be like, okay with myself if I like called the number, you know, like, no, I know it's like, I probably wouldn't do that, but I understand. I mean, should we call her right now? Should we, we try? have the number? Should we try to call her? Should we try? No, I want to, I mean, we can try. Try to FaceTime. Try to FaceTime. Face. One sec. Oh no. Oh God. I'm, I'm not even following my own rules. Uh, let's see here. You got three, one, zero. Um, I mean, but it's got to be shut off by now. Let me, uh, oh, yeah, here it is. Well, um, okay, okay it's well, worth a shot. Here we go. This is a three one zero. Whoo, god, I'm already getting nervous. See, this is I was never good at like pranks, I get too nervous or I get nervous breaking rules. Here we go. Okay, uh. is it ringing? Yeah. You hear it? I can't hear it. You don't hear the ring? No. Jeez. You don't hear the ring? No. Are do you? Oh, it's because of your AirPods. It's because of your AirPods, right? No, because the mailbox belonging to and cannot accept new messages at this time. Please try again later. Well, okay, so the message box is full. That was exciting, though, huh? Well, how I know, exciting I got a was that? Adrenaline rush. Sophie, what are your personal opinions on laxatives? Is it one of your favorite ways to lose weight? Is it uh, you gotta eat as laxatives? That's how I, think I use to get out. What did you think of that crystal scene with Erica Jane giving her knowledge about using laxatives to uh, lose weight? Well, personally, if you have ADD like I do and take any sort of ADD medicine, that is a laxative in and of itself. I don't need (laughs) anything else. I don't need to go to the bathroom more than I already do. I'm just going to say that. 
Um, so yeah, Great that's admission. never, that's never crossed my mind as something to do, but also, yeah, that was extremely problematic for Erica to say to someone who struggled with an eating disorder, because that's, that's a form of bulimia is taking laxatives to make sure that none of your food is like digested. When like, did she become such a, tr- like, when did she become such a, like an old fart on a log where like, I mean, just like, is, did we, I mean, has she always been like this, but she, we all thought she had money. So like, but now she's like, she just shows up to things and says like kind of the worst, dumbest thing that you could possibly imagine. And I don't know, like it, to me, that's what I keep, keep thinking of. Like, was there ever a time that this woman, like w- what was ever the attraction? Cause now it's just, it's just bizarre to me. I think it's like, I, cause I do remember back when she was likable before all this happened. And it's like, now I feel like she's just playing up. Like okay. being the villain, being someone that people hate. She thinks that like, she's someone that people love to hate, even though it's just like, I hate to hate her. Yeah. Like I hate her. I don't want her on my screen. She's so evil. She's awful. Um, yeah. No, thank you. No, thank And what do you think about it? Hello. Wait, on? are you sticking your tongue out? Of- oh my God, stop. Stop. You can make one of these yourself. I taught people on Friday's episode. You just need to get a picture of Diana Jenkins and cut around her mouth, and then you can stick your tongue through it and do a little Diana Jenkins. You're an insane person. Wait, no, but isn't actually, she kind of weird too? I actually met someone this weekend, a fr- friend of a friend who also watches Beverly Hills, even though yeah. my friend doesn't, but like the friend of a friend did. Yeah. So we were talking about it. She loves Diana, does not like Sutton. I was like, oh. I have never met a single person who likes Diana. No, but that's what's, uh, I guess it's kind of cool, but also weird about housewives is we all have such differing opinions that it'll sometimes blow me away. Cause I'm like, wait, what do you like? like wait, how? And, and I'm not telling, like, it is interesting because everybody seems to not be able to agree about anything. Um, did you see where Lisa Rinna this week? Um, I think it was like a week, maybe a little bit more than a week ago where she went at the producers of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because she said they didn't do enough in tribute to Lois, her mom. She was, she was kind of trying to play the sympathy card there. It's like, what did, what did she expect? You know, like I thought I, they did a really nice, I mean, like they, they featured they Lois too. many times on the show. And I, I thought the fan reaction was actually really decent and loving yeah. and like totally separated. Even the people that didn't like Lisa, they all liked Lois. And it almost struck me as not even sympathy, but just wanting attention of like not getting enough scenes. Mm-hmm. So she keeps doing things that are just like, look at me, look at me. And I just felt like with this one, it was a little too, like, it was kind of gross. Like Lois oh, got yeah. the tribute. Yeah. She, she's like clearly trying to milk it, which feels like very gross and exploitative. And also like trying to detract from her bad behavior and trying to like play the sympathy card. And yeah, I just can't with her. I really can't. Um, We also had a big, this is, this scared me too. This is, um, we have the official stop sleeping with Tristan Thompson t-shirt, uh, but somebody bought it and tagged me and Tristan in it. And Tristan looked at this girl's story and we have proof that Tristan is now seeing the stop sleeping with Tristan Thompson official shirt. Oh God, it's so bad. Incredible. So bad. It's good. Merch.com. But I just, cause I blocked Tristan a long time ago, but now part of me is like kind of nervous of like, I'm going to get some sort of message. Like, I don't think it's illegal to sell a shirt that says stop sleeping with somebody. But at the same time, I'm just like, I'm wondering if he 
got a kick out of it, if he was like, this is going to ruin my image. <laughs> what if he sends you a cease and desist? Well, I mean, couldn't I send him a cease and desist to stop sleeping with people? Yeah, true. true. I mean, I feel like if we can prove that he's sleeping with people, then we can prove why that shirt exists. That's amazing. Um, but it did scare. <laughs> it did scare me. Uh, uh, I did want to ask something. A huge thing is um, you talked about on your Twitter. I think it was yesterday or the day before. I think Friday is that Kylie Swim, which you have talked about many times uh, on this show. You say that it is officially done now. Yeah, so I don't really know how, like, trademark laws work, but I guess what happened is, let me actually find the tweet because this, like, trademark attorney articulated it better than me, but it first resurfaced on the KUWTK sub, and um, basically, yeah, here it is. Kylie Jenner's trademark application for Kylie Swim in class 009 for sunglasses, swim goggles, and swim floats was abandoned on 7-11-22. The U.S. PTO did not receive her statement of U.S. use U.S. use or a request for extension of time. So basically, yeah, Kylie's lawyer abandoned her Kylie Swim trademark, indicating that Kylie Swim is officially dead in the water. So, um, yeah, however that works, the documents, I tweeted them that um yeah the trademark is now dead which whatever the hell that means but also i think it's like it's just not surprising because um they haven't posted on instagram since june 1st and chris jenner also took it out of her bio oh so and and the the problem with kylie swim was these these suits were ridiculous right like that's oh, yeah. the whole they, problem they got horrible horrible reviews like just really cheap fabric silhouettes that like barely the crotch like would barely cover people's vagina lips they're basically designed for like bbl bodies <laughs> and um and yeah i also posted this like tiktok that someone like first when like the backlash i think it was like in the fall when like people were really like kylie swim like this sucks all the bad reviews of the swimwear someone was like Oh my God. Like Kylie must be so embarrassed for you. This is all part of like the brilliant marketing scheme. Like <laughs> oh my God, all over the news. Like it's just like free PR. And now she's going to like come back with like better swimsuits than ever. And it's like, no, that's clearly not happening. It's dead. Like Kylie swim is dead. Wow. Kylie swim is dead. I went, I mean like, but she still has the Kylie makeup or the Kylie lip kits. I mean, is any new product of hers like launching? Well, I mean, is, or is it all Kim's no, products? No, she's like flopping. Like Kylie, <laughs> Cos Kylie cosmetics, like isn't really a thing anymore. Um, Kylie skin. Don't know a single person who uses Kylie. And I'm pretty sure the formulas are like just bad. And people like people that are actually into skincare know not to use that stuff. And Kylie baby, it's like, who is trusting Kylie Jenner, someone who clearly, you know, cuts corners when manufacturing things like to use on their baby. It just like, doesn't know. So like, I think that all of her brands are kind of flopping right now, which if you pay attention, you'll, you'll know that it's not like a controversial take. It's just like kind of a fact. I just think the reality too, of us even thinking that Kylie's like, Cut corners. We need younger kids in the factory. Like Kylie has nothing to do with anything, right? Like she just signs off on shit or like that looks pretty. But if you actually like you have all the resources in the world and if you're actually like passionate about something and you want it to be 
high quality because you care about the product. Like, you know, you can tell, like, I feel like that's kind of like Selena Gomez and rare beauty. Like people that are actually like makeup buffs, beauty editors, beauty YouTubers, whoever it is, like all love rare beauty because it's very high quality. And that's Selena Gomez's, uh, happy 30th, by the way, Selena, congratulations. Selena. But, um, yeah. And same with like Fenty beauty, like Rihanna's. So it's like, if you actually care and if you're passionate about something, it kind of comes through, but it's clear that, you know, Kylie just doesn't really care. And it sucks. It's a shame because it's like, you have all of the resources. You're one of the most followed people in the world. You, you know, can sell things out in a second and you just like, don't actually care. You just want to like, just rake in the money. You know, it's like, yeah. I feel like if she actually really cared about putting out a quality product, like it could be so freaking successful. And instead it's like Kylie swim is already dead. Who knows how long the rest of the brands are going to last. Um, so yeah, I think like, I don't want to give Kim any credit, but like with skims, like people do really like skims. And I think, you know, Kim probably is kind of passionate about shapewear because she like has been wearing it. Kim works. She works too. She doesn't work. She doesn't get her ass off and work. But like, <laughs> I think that like, you know, she, the, it is kind of like a quality product that people like yeah. go back to because people are going to, you know, the novelty of like a Kylie lip kit, like the fact that people were really buying them up at the beginning, it was like a novelty thing. But if there's no like quality there, they're not going to come back and buy it again. So it's like, that's, that's not a good business model. It isn't. Um, speaking of Kylie, though, also there was a rumor this week that she had gotten engaged or married to Travis Scott, and that you, Mason. Did you hear that their that their um, registry, their wedding registry, like got surfaced somewhere? No, and what? Cactus Jack and Mama Goose, which I guess is like a nickname for Kylie, and Cactus Jack obviously is like Travis Scott's yeah. thing. And people like found it, like someone stumbled upon it. And then they ended up changing the names, like deleting the names of the registry. But it was like the most absurd, like 15,000 things that obviously would be like a Kylie Jenner, Travis Scott, like registry thing. Oh my God. Did did Ramona leak the registry like she did with Teresa Giudici's? No, it wasn't Ramona this time. But Um, um, I think that that would be like a brand image thing for for Travis after Astroworld to like. Well, that's what I wanted to bring up is that this weekend in Miami was the Rolling Loud Music Festival, which is a couple things worth talking about in terms of pop culture. But Travis Scott made his return to a music festival uh, during Future's headlining set and did a bunch of songs. Uh, you know, they they kept, they were calling it his triumphant return. So yeah. that happened. Future brought him out. But it was interesting because Rolling Loud had a bunch of different things because Kanye bailed from Rolling Loud as the Friday headliner uh, just a week ago or like a really short amount of time ago. And they replaced him with Kid Cudi, which if you guys yeah. know the, you know, the beef between Kid Cudi and Kanye, it's really sad. Or I'm I'm in I'm team Cudi with all of this. But t- uh, Kid Cudi came out on Friday 30 minutes in and like fucking insane Kanye fans were throwing bottles at him directly I at him. I was so sad when I saw I was sad, angry, like Kid Cudi does not deserve that he is such a trailblazer in the music industry and also like 
there's not a single person who doesn't like Kid Cudi besides like Kanye, I guess. Like, well, and by the way, and just so you guys know, they, if you want to get a good sampling of, they have his uh, original mixtape just like landed on Spotify a couple weeks ago. I think it was, it's called A Kid Named Cudi. And I listened to it again and I just, uh, I love it so much, but he only made it 30 minutes in and he said, hey, if one more person throws something at me, I'm trying to do a show here, please, you know. And of course, some asshole threw it directly at his face and he walked off stage. And now that's sad in its own right because he stepped in to fill in after Kanye bailed and then at the same time you guys little Dirk is another rap artist he was doing another stage at Rolling Loud and guess who showed up at little Dirk set that's right Mr. Kanye West showed up after he canceled his own headlining set and he did the song uh from Pablo that Cuddy sings on and had little Dirk's and it, it, like to me it is the shittiest like first off you fucking should have been at that headlining set. Like you canceled with no notice, pretty much. Cuddy stepped in for you, and then that made you furious. So you went in at the same time frame as Cuddy and did the songs you did with Cuddy. And like to me, it's like that is so like, where is the God bullshit? Where's the Sunday service, Kanye? Do you think I mean was like is God this petty? Like, is God this like is that what Jesus teaches us, Kanye? Like, I really like and he came out. Did you see he came out in blackface? He had like even black makeup, all which you know, who knows if he was doing blackface, but it's Kanye. He was wearing like the futuristic sunglasses that the Gap Balenciaga shit is happening this weekend. It was all ridiculous, but it just really pissed me off. He's in full villain mode. It's just like, right. It's just like silly and stupid and yeah, just dumb. And I like hate that Kanye fans like did that to Kid Cudi. It really makes me sad. If you're a Kanye fan, you need to be a Cuddy fan. Like, I mean, there's no, and and I understand completely why. Like, remember, guys, the Cuddy thing. Like, Kanye got all pissy because Cuddy's friends with Pete Davidson and has been even before the Kim Kardashian thing. Mm-hmm. And Cuddy said Pete Davidson's a, a good guy, and Kanye just couldn't have that. You know? Oh God, it's so. I mean, this is a full high school shit, and these are these are billionaires. Like, this is this is the billionaire aesthetic. Now is not just money. You have to be a complete effing baby as well. It just it makes me so livid in so many ways. Um, oh, also, I forgot to read you this. Did you see um, what Tristan did post though on his uh, Instagram? Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. 
But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Okay, folks, now is the part of the show that I love the most because we get to talk about our sponsor for the week. And we have a returning sponsor and truly one of my favorite. I feel like a super cool guy when this sponsor is with us. It is, of course, our friends at Rothy's. You guys have heard me brag about my Rothy's shoes so much. In fact, I wore them last week, and I got complimented. I wore them too. That's right, Schwartz and Sandy's the opening, and it was the everything else on me was probably gross except for my amazing Rothy's shoes. And I got to tell you, this week, compliment somebody on something that they wear because somebody complimented me on those Rothy's shoes. And I think they truly meant just the shoes, but it made me feel good all week long. So uh, Rothy says, have you ever seen someone wearing a colorful, colorful pair of flats and thought, dang, those are cute. They might've been Rothy's, you guys. Rothy's are the perfect shoes for commuting and traveling Everyone notices them. They're known for their chic, pointed-toe flats, but that's just the beginning because they have tons of iconic head-turning designs in bright but sophisticated colors. Plus, Rothy's works great with every outfit. You can wear them with yoga pants or dress them up for a night out, and they are insanely comfortable, almost like a slipper. So as soon as you take your first step, you think, ah, yes, that is more like it. Mine are so damn comfortable, you guys. Like, honestly, I have weird... I have weird walking issues and these feel great. I have weird walking issues. And Rothy's takes sustainability to the next level. This is actually super cool. All their products are knit with thread made from plastic water bottles. I feel like this is Jamie Lee Curtis and Dorit. Like, does the technology exist? How chic is that? With thread made from plastic water bottles? They've repurposed around 125 million water bottles so far. Um, so I'm a dude, right? Rothy's is really known for how amazing their women's footwear are, but I got to tell you, their men's is just as good. Uh, for all you guys out there listening or you girls with a dude or looking to get a dude, these Rothy's, get them a pair of Rothy's. I'm telling you, these are awesome shoes. They also have like cool handbags and computer bags and stuff like that that I want to get down the line or Rothy's. If you're listening, please give me a computer bag, please. Um, I just think it's really cool to wear something that, you know, is actual quality. Uh, it truly is. I always talk about, you know, I'm not going to mention it here, but my favorite store, and sometimes they've been not known for their quality, but Rothy's has, is completely known. Uh, it's stylish. There's comfort and the washability because you can even wash these shoes and they hold up. 
Uh, they are just so easy to wear, slip on, slip off. And like I said earlier, you can match them pretty much with any style. And there are so many different ones. Go to the website even. Just check it out. Because I'm going to tell you to go to rothys.com forward slash so bad. And do that for me, man. So they know that you guys at least checked it out. But you will see how easy that site is to maneuver and how many options you have. So your new favorite shoes are waiting. Discover the versatile styles you can wear absolutely anywhere. And get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com forward slash so bad that's r-o-t-h-y-s dot com slash so bad for twenty dollars off your first order uh that'll be in the show notes as well folks heck yeah tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, yeah. It was like some emo quote. Yeah, guys. Tristan, real Tristan 13 says, one, nothing is promised to you. Two, no one owes you anything. Three, you have all responsibility in your life. And then the quote, understand these three rules as early as possible and realize that independence is the way forward. What is that? What is what is he saying? Is he saying that he's just trying needs to be true to himself? What I don't even know what that means. It's like a dummy Da Vinci code. Like, what is with them and their like stupid Pinterest quotes? Like, he Chloe is rubbing off on him. Clearly, I mean, maybe that's maybe that's Chloe's love language. He's trying to impress her again. He's like, I posted a cryptic quote, quote Chloe. Yeah, How do you like, like it? He's like, nothing is promised. See, Chloe. <laughs> oh wait, I'm sorry, I'm jumping around, but uh, wasn't that hysterical with Jamie Lee Curtis and Dorit? She pretty oh, good. Yeah, wait, she was like, so it keeps things cold and hot? Amazing. Amazing. (laughs) Are you shitting? The technology is there. Jamie Lee Curtis invented a tumbler that Uh can keep drinks cold or warm. And like the fact, like Dorit almost cried. She like almost shit herself. She could not handle it, you know? Really was just like completely overwhelmed. I mean, I got to tell you, I did go to the We Stretch Our Hands or whatever the website was that Jamie Lee Curtis is promoting. I went there and you can buy the Tumblr for like 26 bucks. And I'm like, that's like high tech. Like, I I do hope they got like a wave of sales from that because it was like, who's seen a license plate holder and ever been like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That would highlight my my license plate. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Did you uh, do the final episode of Ultimate Girls Trip uh, season two? Um, I didn't finish it. I got like halfway through. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, you know, I, I don't know. As a whole, I thought the experiment completely worked. Uh, I will oh, say Marco, yeah. the man butler, uh, Marco, the man butler that I've made fun of every week on the Patreon, uh, he 
he was he got a little sassy online on his um uh social media and says he wasn't really paid well and that he truly was upset that brandy glanville ripped the shirt off uh, off of his body on that one episode and he well this is what he said he goes um good morning my name is marco antonio vega married currently in puerto rico not a butler not looking for hookups looking for work venmo is at marco dash vega dash one and then somebody had asked like has you know, uh, Brandy apologized. Of course she hasn't. And then he says, I got the real housewives gig through a friend of a friend. My understanding is that they, someone dropped out and they needed someone quick. And Dorinda Medley was extremely kind to me. Really. I felt for her from empty house to full production is almost uh lunatic. Uh, they asked which housewife did you connect with the least? And he said, other than being forcibly stripped, I didn't really connect with any of the ladies. Maybe Dorinda and Jill, I was able to find moments to connect with, share words, maybe Tamara the least, but I was just a fly on the wall most of the time. And uh, oh, I thought that was interesting. Sad. That's That makes me Well, sad. donate to his Venmo. I, I mean, he, he yeah, needs money, I, I think. I um, by the way, wouldn't that be great if Jamie Lee Curtis was like, and this you can donate to Marco Viga. And she's like, chic, that is chic. Um, really good news for Tamara and Freddie Mellencamp. Tamara made the announcement that she is able to continue on with her two TTs in a pod podcast. So she is able to still podcast with Freddie Mellencamp. You guys, I figured, I figured she would be. It's like, why wouldn't she? Like, I think I, she like, just can't talk about OC potentially. Yeah, it's like Giggly Squad with Paige and Hannah. Like Paige still does it, even though Hannah's Hannah got fired and Hannah's not on the show, and Paige still is. So who's Hannah? Who's that? I'm just, just no one, <laughs> no one important. Hey oh, um, let's see here. Um, we have Vanderpump Rules. Uh, I by the way, I went to Schwartz and Sandy's on uh, Wednesday night, the opening. Um, oh uh, yeah. How was it? It was really like, I, I, it was, it was really cool in there. Like it was like a, I mean, it was it's trippy. The wallpaper is cool. The lighting's yeah, cool. Look, the decor looks like maximalist chic. I mean, whatever that means. Yeah. Like it was, it was totally, I mean, the drinks were good. Uh, I don't, they're, I don't think they're open to the public for a couple more weeks, but it looked cool. I mean, it, it, the only thing that kind of it's, it's a smaller kind of bar. So I'm curious about just how, you make a lot of money doing that because I don't, I don't, it's not like a bottle service club or, you know, it's like a really, it, it's in a, it's in a strip mall next to like, like upper citizen. Bar. Yeah. But it's like, but it's a step up from a dive bar. But I, that's the thing that I keep just weren't like wondering. I mean, it'll be, it'll be really interesting, but I know it's, I mean, it I was really cool. It. it looks Dude, really I said, cool. anytime you come down, like I think they're going to be doing friends and family and stuff like that. So just let me know and you'll definitely be able to go. Um, oh, hell yeah. Dude, this is, and I realized she follows us, both of us. Cause I was looking at, I got a note this, you know, Chuck Laurie, the director of like, and writer of like two and a half men and oh, big yeah. bang and theory. Ariel, yeah. Ariel Laurie who, yeah. Ariel Laurie. Other on Instagram. Yeah, I she, really like her. She seems like a great girl. Do she has a podcast, I think called the blonde files for dear yeah. media. That's supposed to be really good. And I've DM, we've DM a couple like times. I didn't realize she was married to Chuck Laurie and they just, uh, they filed for divorce. Yeah. Um, this, this weekend, but I just, I didn't know if you knew, cause I was like, oh, she follows both of us. And I was like, what do you, do you know her? Like, do you know only, her? Whether only like through Instagram, but I knew that she was married to him and he's like a lot older, obviously very yeah. wealthy as a creator of the big bang theory. So, um, and she's like, you know, created a really good brand for herself. So that's how you do it. 
marry rich, create a brand for yourself, and then see ya. Well, I mean, who knows what? I mean, she does. Yeah, look, I don't know I mean, what she's, happened. She's going to be fine, obviously. But I just, yeah. I was surprised. I had no idea that's who she was married to. And that was his third marriage. So it was uh, interesting. Also, positive news. Jason Momoa uh, survived a head-on collision with a motorcyclist. Um, oh, Jesus. I think today, I actually. That was just today. Could you imagine being somebody that, like, accidentally killed Jason Momoa? Like, wouldn't, like, you would never, no girl would ever like you again in the world, you know? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't think celebrities' lives are more worthy than anyone, and than the average person. Oh, Sophie, you're so think, wrong. What are you I talking think about? accidentally killing anyone would be bad. I don't think that, like. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Yes, wait. Like, let me walk. Wait, wait. Let me walk. anyone but let Jason. Me, let me walk that back. I do not mean that it's okay to kill other people. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I can only imagine if you had to tell people like uh, how horrible it is that you killed somebody in the first place accidentally. And then you're like, who was it? And they're like Jason Momoa. And then you automatically have people even hating you more because they have the hots for Jason Momoa. What about when Caitlyn Jenner? Yeah, baby, it's me. killed someone. Yeah, on the Malibu, uh, the Malibu freeway or the highway and the PCH. And we still like I, I know she got sued for a bunch of money. And I think she had to pay out money or an insurance company. But she, you know, she didn't have to serve any time for that. They said, you know, it was just a horrific accident. But it's one of those things. I just can't imagine. I mean, that's like I pray every day, like just I, you know, just to not accidentally. Still, uh, oh, oh, awful. Um, they had Comic-Con this weekend in San Diego. It was the first Comic-Con back, you guys. And it's kind of like a nerd event that I've really enjoyed many times. Uh, they did preview the uh, the first trailer for Wakanda Forever, which is the sequel to Black Panther. And the trailer looks so good and emotional, but they have to, of course, oh, deal amazing. with the deal with the passing of Chadwick Boseman. And obviously, you know, they, they, the, the first like minute of the trailer talks about that and the way Ryan Coogler, the director of the first one, just an amazing director intersperses the music, which is uh, Kendrick Lamar. And I mean, it's just, I, and you yeah. still, what I loved about the preview, you still don't know what the F it's about. <laughs> like, you're like, I have no clue. It doesn't give away it anything. It looks amazing. It looks so good. Like the trailer is sick. Someone tweeted there are like the Black Panther 2 trailer is better than any of the last 10 Marvel movies. Actually, wait, you're going to think this is funny. So before we like got the tickets to see Nope today, my boyfriend was like, wait, what about Thor? And I was like, <laughs> I'm not. I was like, I'm never seeing a Marvel movie again. Doctor Strange was the worst movie I've ever seen. He was like, come on. It wasn't the worst movie you've ever seen. I'm like, no, it literally was. I'm not exaggerating. That was like the only movie where I actually was like, I'm going to walk out. I've never thought that before in any movie theater. Yeah, it, it wasn't. I watched it while I had COVID a couple of weeks ago on Disney Plus, And it was it was just what it was like. You know, it's like these movies, these Marvel movies. That's why I thought it was exciting to see that trailer, because you're right. It looks like it's better than the last 10 things. And, uh, you know, it looks like it has like weight to it. Whereas Dr. Strange was all CGI. And there were certain scenes that I thought were like, um, like kind of cool and amazing, but I'm like, you're, I'm getting lost. I'm like, I can't keep up with these things. They're not standalone movies anymore. It feels like, uh, I did watch something on TV that I think we mentioned last week, but I want to apologize to everybody that I'd made fun of for liking it. But I do like the TV show, the bear on FX. 
about the I chef. Still, I still need to watch it. I need to watch it. I've heard such good things. I like just haven't had time to start like a series, like a serious series. I feel like with Southern rewatching Southern charm, I can like do other things and like work in the background, whatever. But like, I feel like I really need to pay attention to the bear. And I really you do. I mean, it's a very frantic show that takes place in a kitchen with a shot. Like, I mean, it it, it really kind of encapsulates this life. Have you seen Nathan Fielder's new show yet? Yeah, that's what I was bringing up next because we were doing the TV. So you guys, I've I've only watched the first episode, but I've been obsessed with Nathan for you since it like first came out. And he is one of the funniest people of our generation. So Nathan Felder, you guys, we've talked about him here before, but he did a show on Comedy Central for four seasons called Nathan For You, which you can find out all the episodes on HBO Max. But he started his new show called The Rehearsal two weeks ago. And I talked about it last week on the pod. But just to remind you guys, if you don't listen to every episode, which is, you know, horrible of you guys, is that he it's basically the concept is, you know, can you rehearse uh, the correct response to real life events or real life things that you're scared to do. And so like the first episode takes place. He had, this guy had lied to a lady on his trivia team about having a grad degree. And so, uh, you know, through this rehearsal process, he basically replicates the exact circumstances of like what this will be like in order to, you know, like every variable. Yeah, every single, va- that's the word. Every single variable is like mapped out. And it's so insane and so funny like it's you just have to watch but, it, it but it's also sweet again. it's like also sweet and there's like a sadness to it and the th- the cool thing is is that you don't know how, you know it's like he's a weird dude so you you know this is for comedic purposes but at the same time you even catch yourself going is this real or is this not real is this real and part of it is like being able to fake your way through real life events and the second episode which came out on friday these come out on friday is one it's going to be a multi-episode arc where uh this isn't giving anything away but this lady uh who's in her 40s wants to have a child and doesn't know you know wants to see if she would be a good mother or it's something that she would take to since she's a single mother she would be a single mother and uh so they have they're going to do this thing where the first episode the baby's three months old and then each um each like it's going to be like then three years old six years old nine years old 12 years old through 18 years old and every uh like every couple days they switch to a new age but they'll even have but then it's like ridiculous because they're shooting in oregon and they have oregon like state laws where babies can only work four hours a day so they have to keep switching different babies and then the night baby is an animatronic robot baby that they can make cry and then the mom has to come in and like pick up the baby like and milk. yeah like <laughs> yes exactly like renesme from twilight but it's so ridiculous because they've gone through such extremes and it is so like i've watched that the, even the second episode on friday two times already because it's just so cool like i love this guy so but it, but i will warn you guys if you're not into nathan felder already it's going to take you a second to like realize why it's so special i think you know yeah, it's like on it's like- it's uncomfortable Exactly. Like, I feel like if you aren't, if you haven't already at least seen Nathan for you, you might be a little like confused or uncomfortable by his humor. But like those of us that have watched Nathan for you or like admired Nathan Fielder for years, like you'll, you understand like his humor is just like amazing. Like it's so like unique and just like, uh, 
It's so yeah, good. it truly is like one of those things that I just completely geek out on. So I really highly recommend that for you, uh, for you guys as well, because you got to intersperse some reality show with actual uh, other things. Like this is kind of like a really nice blend of documentary and reality and comedy. Uh, the other thing that I, uh, I, I wish to God you were into this, but I am so hooked on Love Island UK. Like I am so I know, hooked, I and you would, it. you would fucking. I know. love it. Like, I mean, I'm telling you, this show is made for you, Sophie. And I like a lot of you guys. one line that was like, I sucked a tit or whatever. Uh, yeah, I suck a tit, whatever. Yeah. They have this thing with Casa de Moore where they have all these guys in this Love Island. And then like halfway through, they move them over to Casa de Moore where the girls are like, like there's a bunch of new guys and a new girls with the the um, the other old guys. And they split them up and they see who's going to like cheat on their partners and stuff like that to test themselves. And they just got back from Casa de Moore, you guys. And like it's they've had recouplings and guys are like crying because guys are so fucking stupid. Guys act like guys want want boobs immediately and then two days later they'll be crying about it because they realize emotionally they're still into their original girl i'm telling you like you can watch this on hulu they're already like 32 episodes into the season and i think there's like 30 more episodes but i broke down and i got a vpn which is because yeah it's two weeks ahead yeah yeah so it's two weeks ahead i'm whispering so i don't get in trouble two weeks ahead in britain and you can watch with a VPN, you can watch uh, ITV uh, for free and you can catch up if you have caught up with Hulu. And I'd highly recommend it because I will sometimes go on Twitter and get like things ruined for me because the British people that are tweeting are already two weeks ahead. And it's so frustrating. Um, yeah, Look at I, this. I got a, I got a Love Island shirt. Grafting. What does that mean? Grafting means, you know, like keep going. You got to work harder. So like, like if a guy gets in trouble with a girl, he's like, I got to graft. I got to do some grafting tonight. Got to really work hard, like to get her back, you know, do some grafting. Oh. And it'll be like in it. It got to crack on, crack on, crack on is like, you know, got to flirt on. Yeah. You got to crack on, you know. And there's this girl, Tasha, who's like, has a hearing aid in and she's like really beautiful, but she's like. She doesn't know which way. I think she is the dumbest contestant of all times. And Ekans, you guys who watch Love Island, I know a lot of you do. Ekansu and Davide crack me up. But I'm telling you, Sophie, if you're not going to do it this season, you got to start from the beginning next season because you could write so many articles about this. I I'm need telling to. You. I really need to. <laughs> um, Taylor Swift made a, uh, a big reappearance on an, a musical stage overseas at a Heim show. They did two songs together and then she flew back. It? Uh, uh, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yeah, at a Heim show overseas, and then flew back to uh, California to celebrate Selena Gomez's 30th birthday on Saturday at Inn of the Seventh Vale in Topanga Canyon, which is like 30 minutes from where I live. It's a kind of like a hippie community. Like, so they have a photo. Like Taylor Swift seems to be like a really decent friend. Yeah, seriously, I love her. I know that everyone made fun of her when she had like the squad goals thing going on, which was like annoying. She does seem to have like genuine friendship. So what is your opinion on Lena Dunham? Do you like Lena Dunham? I'm a Lena Dunham apologist, unfortunately. And I, I really shouldn't be, especially after the comments she made, um, about one of her producer friends who got accused of oh, rape. Oh, yes. I remember raping a black woman. And she literally came out defending him and was like, She's lying. This is just like, you know, the really small percentage of of like false accusations. And that was like 
a, a hard no for me at that time. I've always been a fan of girls, the TV show and her writing. I've read a bunch of her books or like two of her books, whichever one she wrote. I think it's two. And um, yeah, I think that it was, it's so overblown. Like the, she molested her sister thing. Like if you actually read the chapter, she was like a curious, weird child, like a literal child. You can't like, I, I, I think she said she was like eight years old or something. I don't even know. So I think that gets overblown. I hate that that, you know, is always like attached to her. And I understand why people don't like her. And I think she also gets less passes than a lot of other people do because she's not conventionally attractive. I got to tell you, I totally agree with you on that. Like Lena Dunham is not, you know, I mean, I like I'm not not conventionally attractive. She seems to like herself, which I guess at the end of the day is completely what it's about. And I think that almost upsets people. I think it almost upsets people that she wants to take sexy photos with herself. Like, you know, it's like really weird how we view that. It probably I, upsets people that, yeah, she's she's famous and she kind of like made it in Hollywood in a way, but she really is not the conventional beauty standard. She does get a lot less leeway than conventionally attractive people and also like there was like the weird thing with her dog where she like gave up her dog oh yeah so she does and the weird thing that she said about odell beckham jr and the weird time i, I, like, I love that we just keep saying and the you know the thing she shot a guy she, like, she, she wish, wishes she had gotten an abortion like she she ran her, she got into an accident head-on with jason momoa almost killed him you know yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are like a lot of but at the same time it's like I I am a fan of her work. So it's one of those like and her like sense of humor. I think that she's a great writer. I think she's a great comedic writer. And so it's one of those things where it's like the art and the artist. I get why people yeah. don't like her, but at the same time it's like I'm never going to like I don't hate her like I hate Nick Vile and I'm never going to like <laughs> that level, you know? yeah. <laughs> um, as we start winding down here real quick, uh, Angelina Jolie wins a case against ex-husband uh, Brad Pitt over their French winery. They have been embroiled in this legal battle uh, over a French winery they bought together in 2008. We've talked about this before, but um, Angelina now has won the case because she had sold her, I guess, share to a Russian oligarch. And Brad was furious about this, um, which, by the way, I kind of like understand why Brad would be furious about this. They were kind of saying this case was going to be potentially the next kind of um, Johnny Depp, Amber Heard thing, even though it was a completely different thing. So yeah. there's, you know, we're just saying Angelina Jolie has won the legal battle. The actress's legal team has subpoenaed documents from Brad as well. It, could, it was about sharing documents and, and the uh, judge ruled that, uh, you know, Brad's team does not get to see Angelina Jolie's um, documents in re- regards to this. I don't know, man. Like I just, that was like the big headline. It's kind of boring when you start reading more about it. Uh, I just think Imagine that's ridiculous. You, like move in with a roommate and then they're like, actually like, I'm just going to sublet my room, but here's a Russian oligarch you can live with instead. <laughs> oh my God. Russian um, oligarch life. Uh, we talked about Army Hammer these last couple of weeks and I you, I got to get like, so he was then supposedly in Los Angeles living with Robert Downey Jr. And this guy is just like, where's Waldo? Because now he showed up, you guys, overseas in uh, France at like an outdoor bistro. Uh, and they have all these pictures with him looking like he's having a great, a grand old time. Um, I Did you see these pictures that I'm talking about? Wait, did you say Johnny Depp? No, Army Hammer. 
Oh, Army Hammer. I don't know. I think my brain was still on Johnny Depp when you mentioned him. Um, yeah, Army no, Hammer. I didn't, I didn't see them, but fuck yeah. that. So he's well, not just, the Cayman Islands anymore. I yeah, know so he's not, and he's not, so he, it says beaming Army Hammer enjoys an all, all fresco beaming. dinner. With, he does not deserve to be beaming. Yeah, he's beaming. And it says he's laughing. Oh, oh he's, I'm sorry, guys, he's in Rome. After, and, but the, the Daily Mail goes, after leaving job as quote unquote broke Cayman Islands timeshare salesman amid career breaking sexual assault allegations. So we really are getting a ramp up of Army Hammer appearances. I don't know what this is going to lead to or why this is happening, but he looks like he's having a great time. Now, there is a wine bottle and a beer bottle. And I know, like, that doesn't mean it could be near beer, doesn't mean he's drinking it. He does look great. I mean, I'm sure he's still getting laid and stuff. He looks good. But I but also, this, him and his wife are, have recon, have reconciled. I think. You think they have, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they have. Yeah, I think so, too, because she actually was on TMZ last week in Los Angeles. And they had asked her a question, like, do you think it's good that Army is, like, over at Robert Downey Jr.'s house? And she was like, yeah, I think it's a positive thing. So who knows? Um, but it is it's just interesting. But I do think that's interesting that they keep saying that, you know, he did say he was broke and that's why they, he was working at the Cayman Islands timeshare. So usually if you're broke, you're not jet setting to Rome, Los Angeles, all of that stuff. You're yeah, usually like, at your job in Cayman Islands. Like maybe he got it's not for like a job or a role. Like, well, I'm just preparing you. Eventually it will be. I completely, uh, I completely think you will have an announcement within the next couple of months of his returning to some form of, uh, of movie or TV or anything like that, you know? I really hope not. Like, I feel like there's not a lot of, like, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be hard for him. I maintain that it's going to be hard for him to make a comeback just because of how disturbing, like, all of it was. And it's like, who would want to co-star in a movie with him? Like, he's creepy and weird and is going to want to, like, remove your ribs and eat them. But people forget about that stuff. Like people forget what actually was said and what he actually with the DMs and with that one lady that was like, what what happened to her? Remember the girl that it all started with? Like one of the girls. Effie. Effie, Yeah. Like what happened to Effie? She ended up blocking me. So I have no idea. Yeah. She called me out on one post too. And I was like, oh, what weird. I was like, we were always like. I I wrote a story interviewing one of the other victims and I'd asked her if I could interview her too. And she never responded to my message and then got mad when the story went live and that she wasn't like the center of attention in the story. So whatever. Yeah. Um, And finally, the Hills alum Audrina Partridge takes aim at rude diva Justin Timberlake for sliding her at the 2007 MTV Video Music Awards. So you guys, this was like the funniest, like she was on this podcast talking uh, about this that said they presented an award to Justin Timberlake, the cast of the Hills, and they were all big Justin Timberlake fans. And Justin Timberlake accepted the award and said to MTV, hey, play more music videos, stop with the reality shows and the cartoons and all that stuff. And Audrina took that as a personal slight and thinks he is a, uh, from that point on, Justin Timberlake was a complete diva. Now, Justin Timberlake probably is a complete diva, but I got to say, I agree completely with Justin Timberlake. And now you get 24 seven ridiculousness on MTV, you know? I do agree with Justin Timberlake there, even though I do not like him, but 
that's like a, a you know a few that, that f- I wasn't expecting. No, I know, and but imagine Audrina has been carrying that hate around this like last 13, yeah. 15 years. Like, like how dare him come at me directly when he was he didn't even say the hills. He just said reality shows, and I got to tell you, I'm dead on. I, I agree completely. Um, and oh, fi- finally, go stream Lizzo's new second or l- new album special that came out this past week. I'm shocked. I thought for the amount of promo I have seen her on in TikTok videos with her song. It only went to number two on the charts. Isn't that shocking? Like, isn't Lizzo everywhere? Does that shock you? No, I mean, I, Lizzo also said that Chris Brown is her favorite person. So, (laughs) okay. So it's not shocking. It's not shocking, shocking. Um, Sophie, what is on your eyes this week? What are we writing about? What's gotten your, uh, up in the craw? What, What are you thinking about? Um, I mean, I definitely am into this Kylie swim thing. Like I'm going to keep like everyone, you know, posted on, um, what's going on with that. So yeah. Wait, wait, wait. wait. If you ever interviewed or like requested an interview with Kris Jenner, which her masterclass is, is out now, by the way, and I'm going to take it. Um, what would you ask her in regards to like, what would like be the business questions you would actually be interested in from studying what you've studied? Um, oh my God. First of all, that would never happen. So no, I know, but like, just imagine you did, you have like one shot of one question to ask. I would be really like, who is Chloe's real father? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking it was going to be some kind of business about patents and stuff like that. And you're like, is no. OJ Chloe's father? I, I'm telling you guys, like everyone that gives them more credit than they really deserve for being like marketing geniuses. Yes, they've done a good job of parlaying their reality show into like an empire. But like, I don't think it's all because Kris Jenner is like some marketing genius. I think it's like she has beautiful, charismatic daughters that are like, you know, were fun to watch at first. It's gotten less fun to watch over the years. But like, I wouldn't call Kris Jenner like a marketing savant like everyone tries to act like she is and that's my hot take of the day so that is a hot take folks if you guys see chris jenner on the street this week please ask her who chloe's father is and say sophie ross sent you folks and also yeah. go follow sophie uh her Substack, super follow her on twitter and her podcast so true with sophie ross her first season is out completely you can binge that in if you're done with tv for the week just binge every episode of that podcast leave a five-star review and if you've taken the time to do that leave a five-star review over here and uh, we will talk to you next week, you guys. Bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Love you. Betches.